Did you know that trauma is not an event? Today, Lashana shares what it is, how does it feel, and how we can manage it. She walks us through a process and how she manages her own trauma on today's episode of Coffee with Tea. So please, stick around and enjoy the show. to another episode of Coffee with Tea. I'm your host, Tanya Tyler, and I'm excited because I have the CEO and founder of Labors of Love Counseling and Consulting, Ms. Lashonda Sugg, here with us today. We're going to talk about trauma and how does it rear its ugly head in your life. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Ms. Lashonda. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me so much. I appreciate it. Uh, I thought this was going to be a very key uh, topic, especially with the times that we're dealing with. So really, um, I guess I would say, first of all, how are you dealing with everything that's going on? Um, Well, I appreciate that question. Um, Daily, moment by moment, uh, day by day. uh, I think, um, uh, so maybe two weeks ago or definitely like about a week ago, uh, I was not doing very well. Um, very overwhelmed, very, yeah, it, these, um, the racial, well, the traumatic stress of racism and oppression uh, is nothing new, but it was definitely hitting me in a way that it felt very unique um, from other experiences dealing with the same things, and so, um, yeah, it, it was, it was, yeah, I went through a lot of different motions of kind of just feeling physically sick, um in my body over it as well as just pains you know I'm married to a black man I have a son and while they are not the only demographic being impacted by racism and um oppression when we see black men being killed like animals and um their lives taken out in on, on camera in front of us it really hit hard however you know I've leaned very strongly into what I recommend for other people in regards to self-care um, so I've been resting when it's time to rest, um, hydrating, um, not forsaking things like eating healthy meals. I've been trying to move my body, even if that just means taking a walk, you know, around the block just one time. So all those things I know uh, to do, but sometimes make it hard. I've been really leaning into those um, ice cream. I can't lie. Ice cream has helped a lot. <laughs> but in addition to all of that, you know, where I'm coming out on this side of it is I feel I'm uniquely positioned and very equipped to use my platform and my voice to bring not just awareness. We, at this point, we're aware, right? But to bring strategy, tools, education, um, but also empathy and care across the board to people. So, you know, today I'm good. And that's all I can say is today I'm good. And if I can take care of myself today, then I'm hoping I'll be good tomorrow. Right. So with that, I know it's easier, as you would say, is to take one step at a time, right? So I know you are a a licensed uh, therapist, correct? Yes. So how did you really get into this whole um, passion of the um, trauma? Because like I said, there, it, it, it rears its head in so many different ways. So how did you really get into diving more into this trauma and how does it how do we go forward you know looking at how we can deal with it when we recognize it I guess first recognizing it 
Yeah. So, you know, as I, I've been doing some writing and the more I write and the more I explore this, the more I realize that, you know, ultimately I feel like I was born for this work and my whole life prepared and cultivated me, cultivated me for it, but I didn't always know that. So um, honestly, what helped me dive into trauma specific is when I realized I had experienced trauma. And I realized that in a work training and a conference in Columbus, um, going and this was so man, I don't know, a long time ago, over a decade ago. So trauma informed care was this buzzword that was popping up and it was new and it was intriguing for a lot of people. And I work for a community a mental health organization and they sent me to this trainer this training because I was a trainer for the organization and it was called children of trauma and it was in the midst of that training that I realized I'm a child of trauma I had never ever considered that word with my life experiences I was seeing a therapist at the time and so just being able to be like wait a minute so it's this trauma was that trauma? what does that mean so that was the beginning of it um, I honestly went back to grad school simply because I knew it was going to open more doors than I could get through than with a bachelor's degree. But I still wasn't sold on being a therapist and being one-on-one -on -one with people in that capacity. I was more training-oriented, one-to-many versus one-to-one. -one. But as I went through and I connected with a prominent trauma specialist in this area, Mary Vicario, she was my mentor, and I did my internship under her. And watching how that played out in the training world inspired part of my business. And then I took a training called developmental and relational trauma therapy as a clinician, but that model requires you to do your own work and it changed my life. And so just kind of taking that training and seeing how I can provide the training using my gift, but actually dig into my own experiences to stop generational trauma and then help people do that. That was just, amazing so really my own trauma right right into the work so before we really dive into more of trauma and what it is can you sort of like explain to me or explain to the listeners what is trauma and what what is your definition of, of um uh the trauma that people are dealing with absolutely so i like to say that trauma is not an event or a series of events but it is the worldviews, the beliefs, and the behaviors that result from those events and those series of, of events, and they live in our bodies, right? So um, I have um, extensive childhood sexual abuse as part of my trauma story. It's not as much that those incidents were the trauma, but the belief that my body was not my own, the low self-esteem that came with it, uh, people-pleasing, all of those, that's the trauma that I help people address. It's the effects of those events. Um, it's the impact of those relationships that is really the trauma because that's what's playing out on a regular basis. You know, something I frequently say is so many of us are walking around living out our trauma, calling it personality. You know, that's just how I am. I don't know. I've always been like that. That's just what I do. And that's for us, right? Or that's just how my family is. But then even culturally, like we call it culture, but it's really just manifested trauma. And we are seeing this play out before our eyes with the racial unrest or the traumatic stress from the, from the, um, the racial trauma that's happening. People are 
creating a story around rioters and looters and they're saying they're thugs, they're bad people, they're animals. Well, really, that just goes to reinforce a narrative they already want to use. What we are seeing is the manifestation of the trauma that Black people have experienced and endured since the, since the beginning of the foundation of this country. And so it's, it's when people say slavery ended so many years ago or that's so far in the past, well, what about all of the things that are, in, are a result of that? That's the trauma. So when I talk about it, I'm not event specific and I'm not necessarily talking about events. It's helpful for us to identify the event, but yeah, the event is over. But how our bodies respond after that, that's the trauma that's still living within us. That's what I help people explore, work through, um, build new, build a way to feel safe in our bodies is the foundation of healing from trauma. And when things are being enacted or reenacted, it's a lack of safety that we're feeling in our bodies. So a lot of the trauma, like if I'm hearing you correctly, is is not really there. I mean, it triggered the event may have triggered it, but it's the reaction and the, and the stories that we keep playing over in our heads that's causing our, our trauma, right? Yeah. So what are the some of the? I mean, I know you can't solve it in twenty minutes or anything like that, but like. What's some of the key things that we can maybe be possible or mindful of when we're starting to hear those stories play in our head? Yeah. Um, so one of the biggest things that we can do is become more connected with our bodies. These experiences, they live and they get stuck and they move throughout our bodies. And before anything, it's ever uh, a story we've made up or a thought. It was a feeling before it was that feeling or emotion it was a sensation in our body so helping people just be even aware of that how do you start to connect with where this lives in your body because we can see um i'll give an example based on um when what's been happening lately when george floyd was murdered um and i went into this very this space of immobility i couldn't move um shortness of breath, like physical pain. And I, I had to use the skills that I help other people develop. And I said, okay, where is this in your body? And so I traced that back. Where is this in my body? It was very heavy in my chest, like, um, like hard to breathe. What I know, because I've been doing this work, my own healing work, is when things are centralized to my chest area and it impacts my breath, a lot of that is centralized around uh, when I was raped when I was 14. Mm. And so I've been doing my work enough to know that. So the fact that I was feeling it in my chest, really what was being activated in me were feelings of hopelessness, feelings of helplessness, feelings of I'm trying to communicate something and people aren't listening. People aren't believing my story. People are not my internal experience is not being validated externally. So really what the racial trauma of George Floyd's death did for me is it exacerbated my own personal trauma of helplessness, hopelessness, being unheard. And so once I was able to realize and recognize that what was happening, I could do things like slow my breath, deep breaths, 
deep breaths. And then I had to work with that historical part of myself, that 14-year-old little girl. She still lives in me. And when she feels helpless and hopeless, she just starts trying to just get my attention. So my breath gets short. So I had to have a conversation with her. And I had to say, I know what this feels like. You are safe. In this moment right now, you're okay, right? We will be heard. Your experience is valid. So working with that historical trauma within myself helps me to be able to breathe a little more clearly, right? It helps me to do that. But that started with an awareness in my body and kind of that breath work that I needed to do. Once I was able to do that, I was able to stand very firmly in who I am now, my functional adult, and say, I have a platform, I have a voice, and we will be heard. We can't, and it's not even our, my goal to change everybody's mind, because some people, their minds are set, <laughs> right? Their minds are set. But there are people who just don't know. Those are the people I'm appealing to, right? Those are the people I'm talking to. You don't know, let me tell you. And so I've been able to kind of mobilize myself from that space to avoid a more active space in kind of getting this across. So what I would say to people is trace it back to your body. Where do you feel it? Questions I ask is where do you feel that in your body? And if you had to give it a shape, color, and size, what would it be? When people are able to visualize that, you know, that dark, bolder feeling or that green slimy feeling or what you know that nasty paint water when you've been painting and it's that you know or nasty dishwater people come up with very descriptive you know colors and images that becomes this kind of very live thing then the next question I say is and what other experiences in your life does that feeling remind you of and then they're able to say oh when I was in high school and this happened, when I was 10 and this happened, when I was five and this happened. And it's like, yes, right? So what's happening right now is while it is horrible, the feelings of overwhelm is because it's mixing with all of these other unaddressed things that we haven't dealt with. And so it just becomes more and more heavy, more and more overwhelming. And so if people can just start to take those deep breaths and realize that whatever happened when you were five, it's not happening right this second. Not because it's not important, but because that allows us to kind of isolate and focus on what's right in front of us right this second. Um, and then hopefully with the help of people who can help them process, whether it's groups or a therapist, then we can start going through those different events and getting some clarity around them, but also helping those historical parts of ourselves feel safe in the moment. And, and that's the work that I do with people in regards to their own developmental and relational trauma. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of books that tell you, you know, you can do this through that, but I mean, for, for, for the therapy thing, I mean, a lot of people have had that negative stimulant, you know, stigma about mental health, but this is a mental health issue that, that continues in life. If you, you go without unresolved, correct? Yeah, and I, I want to validate the stigma. So I've, and I, I want to say, like, I've talked a lot about the stigma, the stigma in communities of color, the stigma in the organized church, and things like that. And as a therapist and someone who is actively doing my work and helping others, I advocate for therapy. But I also want to say that I am not 
ignorant or blind or not acknowledging the fact that therapy has been a system that has perpetuated oppression. So has the church, right? So has our education system. So have all of these systems. So I, I want to validate that for people who are coming from the perspective of, you know, it wasn't created for us, right? And it, it um, not stigmatizes, but it pathologizes things that are the everyday existence sometimes of people of color. So I get that, right? Mm -hmm. But it's also why in my practice, um, I don't take insurance. Well, that has nothing about, it has less to do with pay in that, so nobody can tell me how to do my job, right? So this, this, this insurance company is gonna require a diagnosis, you know, and it's gonna require me to put people in, a, in categorical systems that say this is what's wrong. And mine is no, what, what goes into a person melds with their other experiences and it comes out. So it's not about what's wrong with you, it's about what happened to you. What did you do to survive? And how are you still surviving in that way? How do we take the resilience and all of the things that have kept you alive this long and build on those things? Um, so I get the stigma, but it is, this is mental emotional health that we are being, that we are experiencing across the board as people, but especially as people of color in this country, very much rooted in oppression, very much rooted in white supremacy and patriarchy and all of these things that over time really impact how we show up in the world and how we engage with the world. So not all therapists are created equal, right? <laughs> they don't all come from this spot. And I ask the right questions, right? Because you want someone who can help you go through and dig through this stuff without pathologizing, you know, the concerns you're bringing. Right, right. You, like I said, you're, you're, you, you bring in a wealth of knowledge. And like I said, there, this is just the tip of the iceberg. So I want to bring LaShonda back. But we're getting down to the last couple of minutes. So where can people find more information about what you do in your services? Yes, absolutely. So my website is www.thelaborsoflove.com. Um, in addition to, I love working with multi-generational families to do that, but I do see couples and individuals. I do a lot of trainings and workshops and education around that. Um, I have a podcast, the Labors of Love podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts, where I just get real about mental health and relationships and trauma. Uh, I have a YouTube channel, Labors of Love Counseling and Consulting. Every Thursday, I do a Therapy Thursday video, which again is four to six minutes of getting real about something. <laughs> I do have my t-shirt line. Uh, this is one of my favorites, you know, generational trauma stops here. Some of us don't think that's possible, but it really is. We can heal and we cannot pass it on as well as other t-shirts that I have. Hope dealer and um, cope with the strike through. We've coped, now it's time to heal. So um, everything can be found on my website, links to my social media, but Twitter and Instagram, Labors of Love 513, and I'm also on Facebook. Well, thank you. Now, I know we can find her. So the question is, I would love to know, is what's the one thing you would love to leave the listeners with? And I, I think it, it is that thing that I was saying, like healing is possible. And um, it is achievable. And having fulfilling lives and having a quality of life that we want, even though we've had experiences that have been contrary, it is possible. There is nothing wrong with you, whoever you are, nothing wrong with you. But when we explore 
the things that have happened to you and the experiences you survived, what we come to realize is we are resilient and we are survivors. And when we can come from that perspective, we treat ourselves with empathy and compassion and that is conducive for healing. And so that's what I would leave for people. Healing is possible and it can be possible for you as well. Thank you, Lashonda, for being here. I want to say feedback is always welcome. Emails with guests or show ideas that you might have. Links will always be posted in the comments. Like, share, and subscribe. And remember, take things in stride, go with the flow, create your own path. And thank you for tuning in to this episode. Question of the day. What was one of your takeaways from today's show? Post your answers in the comments.